on, on Facebook, fake book, whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm off Facebook again. They just oh, kicked I, me I off. Know that. Yeah, but you said you thought it was a, that was a technical issue. No, no, that, that was up. no, no, that was they kicked me off. They definitely kick you off because because I, I, I thought at first maybe it had to do with uh, no, I'm off. No, they definitely in real see, time. Real time, right, they wanted we, my photo. I'm not sending my photo. I'll send a picture. Oh of my ass. yeah, they were asking. They were asking for all kinds of ID. Well, yeah. me, you know, they periodically lock me out of groups, and yeah, you know, I just got back in on on December the third. You've <laughs> never been be threatened to... with ID identification. Not I don't yet. Think. No, no, they haven't. Not yet. They haven't asked for all that information yet. But they've obviously targeted you because they probably know you got a big site. Well, I'm you know? I'm doing the video. They don't like the videos. They don't delete the videos, yeah, which is really strange. No, they leave the videos at... up. Why would they leave the videos up? They don't censor the the videos, the uh the show. YouTube takes the show down right away. Right. I noticed that. I well, noticed I that. Take, well, be... well, I take it down right away, but they'll strike my channel if I don't right. do it. And yeah. Kill the channel. I think Facebook's algal algorithms just aren't as sophisticated as mm -hmm. oh, sophisticated. There aren't as maybe. Who yeah. knows? I mean, you wouldn't believe the stuff that I have had. That that face. Hey, check it out. That image of a of a Derek Chauvin, alleged Derek Chauvin, with his knee on George Floyd's neck. You know that classic image from that video. Every time I post that, they dark it out. And they say we're darking this out because it's I don't know it's violence or violence. Check this out. You know one of the uh, flight one seventy five videos where you, you, know, you could see the plane. Yeah, wait. Let, let 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 me start the show. Okay, we gotta start the show. You know, gotta start the show. You gotta right. start. Wait, oh, what did I do? No, I'm not starting that. Just hold on a sec. Gotta press this button first and go live, and then. We can press that button. Make the music start. Okay. Hello, everybody. It's the Fakeologist Show. December the 5th, year of our Lord, 2023. It's a Tuesday. It's the Fakeologist Show. It doesn't really matter what day of the week it is. It's really the date that matters. Because when you get this audio in the future, out of the time vault, someone buried in their backyard, you'll want to know the year, really. So the year is 2023 before society collapsed. You know, society's always just about to collapse, so maybe tomorrow it's going to collapse. So at least we get a show in with the great voice of Linner Tell. And this is Tuesday, so this is really the Linner Tell show. I'll try and keep quiet, more quiet. Because I was listening to um, Les Luther, who I'm trying to get on the show, but he's really hard to track down, even though I pay him a few bucks a month on Patreon for his good works. He does a show with this woman called Emily Moyer, and she won't shut up. And I put a, a rude comment on the unlisted YouTube today, and I said, Les, can you upload the show without the host talking? Because the show will probably be about five minutes long. Listening to her vacation and listening to this. I want to hear from Les Luther. Just like you probably don't want to hear from me. You probably want to hear from the great Lynn Tell. So I'll try and limit my um, my talking tonight and let Lynn. But, I'm, but I am going to steer Lynn a little bit because she told me to do that. So hey, Lynn. Hey. You know, I actually posted a, uh, a little brief video by Les Luther. Oh, yeah. 
because I, I thought it kind of it's got some great images of these like uh, paper mache tanks. <laughs> you know, with oh, one nice. guy picks up a tank and rolls it over. You know, that little it's just a little two or three minute clip that he does. I, I, I believe I put it in uh, psyops and hoaxes. But oh, nice. <laughs> Oh, right. You're on the fakeologist forums. Yeah, I'm in the forum because, after all, Facebook is going to kill us all sooner or later. You know, Facebook can't be relied on. And let me just see. Let me so see if I can. I'm going to log into the forums myself. Okay, now I'm logged in. And um, I got a complaint from somebody on the forums today. About what? Oh, about uh, they don't like Napoleon and Gaia posting. They think they're just. Well, <laughs> Gaia. Hey, let's talk about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Hey, I, should I? I'm not hey, going to say who it was. And, and check it out. Now, last night you had a great, fantastic interview with Viking. Oh, thanks. She's yeah, great. Everybody's got to listen. She is great. She's really nailing it. I mean, she was crushing. Oh, nice. And. and and I'm thinking, well, she's in Brazil. She's yeah. in Brasilia, which is that artificial capital. No, she's in Sao Paulo. Oh, she's in Sao Paulo. Okay. But, and then I thought, well, we don't we have Gaia in Colombia? Yeah. All right, but, so we should have, we had a South American contingent here, you know? <laughs> they should be reporting frequently on what's going on down there. Because I had no idea. I mean, her description of life in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, we don't know rid- what's going on there, do we? We don't. <laughs> Not really. We don't. I mean, most Americans don't even know where most South American countries are. They don't exist in North America. They don't exist it's in huge, our media. It's hugely important. It's hugely important. And mm-hmm. they're emerging. Brazil, in particular, is going to probably emerge as some kind of cast of some kind of superpower, right? Because they've got all those resources. and Oh, yeah. Beef. Big on beef, aren't they? Population. And airplanes. Yeah. They build yeah, airplanes. Argentina, yeah, Argentina is, is like it's supposed to be some of the best beef. They won't allow their beef herds to be corrupted with GMO and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, Gaia, I was laughing because whenever you mention Gaia, I think of Rolo, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You remember that drama? We had drama over Rolo went there oh, for right. some kind of. Yeah, and Gaia. Gaia was <laughs> booking tours. <laughs> Gaia was. You could have taken a tour. And and of all the people to be first, it's got to be Rolo. He, he's one of the first guys on the tour. Well, I wanted to know, did Rolo ever get his camera equipment back from Gaia? Tune, tune in next week. We'll find out the drama. That drama lasted two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a big drama. Everyone, go to the audio chats and just type in Gaia and Rolo. And you'll find oh, about 50 yeah. audios. I don't know which one it is, but it's in all of them probably where the Rolo lost his camera and all this. Just dispute over money. It's always money. Well, in Rolo's case, it probably had to do with his beer consumption as well, his alcohol consumption. He has a weakness for that, doesn't he? Do you want to watch a 9-11 video that Fake Nukes Phil put up today on Jim John Oganowski? Do you remember yeah, that man. name? That doesn't ring it. Say that again, Jim John. Well, his name is the the brother of Flight 11 pilot John Oganowski keeps oh. family farm going 20 years after 9-11. Right. This is like the Todd Beamer narrative. Yeah. Wait, is this Flight 93 no, we're talking about? No, this is Flight 11. This is the Boston oh. one. Oh, 
Okay. I'll just... To remind everybody, remind everybody, Flight 11 is alleged to have been the very, very first plane to hit the North Tower. And theoretically, no one would have been available to film it, but it just so happened the Naw Day brothers (laughs) were down there on the ground doing a documentary on firemen. Yeah, a great website was put up by um, uh, Ray Ubinger, Oh, yeah. Long-time libertarian uh, political activist in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. He, la- he later quit the Libertarian Party in disgust over 9-11. And uh, Jim Scott, they put out, and it may still be out there, called one of the earliest, uh, I would say, ho- you know, TV fakery websites called 9-11 Foreknowledge. And it focused mainly on the Naw Day brothers and their video, which is a was initially was a big part of the 9-11 narrative. You what know? was it called? Because, What's the website called? Uh, 9-11 Foreknowledge. Oh, okay. F-O-R-E can. Uh, and uh, it, it focused principally, uh, it, uh, the obvious indications that the Naude brothers, as they were called, clearly were scripted to be there on the scene so they could catch the fir- very first hit on the North Tower. Yeah. And... Uh, we argued a lot over that video because a lot of people – it doesn't look anything like a Boeing commercial jet. It looks like some kind of UAV because it moves vertically when it goes in. But the firemen all look up, and they just happen to catch it. And the camera just happens to be panning right there when Flight 11 hits. It's so improbable, so ridiculous, and as I say – Jim Scott and Ray Ubinger considered it to be evidence of 9-11 foreknowledge. And so they, they, they put up a pretty extensive website. I don't know, even know if it still exists. I'm going to try and find Not, it here on archive.org. Let me see here. But I thought it was very, it really, really opened my eyes very early on, very early on in the process, about 2004, 2005, I would say. We can't even look at archive.org. Now archive.org doesn't work. Even archive.org? What is going on yeah, tonight? Look for, do a search on 911 foreknowledge. One word. F-O-R-E-K-N-O. Yeah, I am. But it, it doesn't come up. But just as a... Um, Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's not coming up. 911foreknowledge.com. F-O-R-E-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E.com. It just gives a website, an old website, a directory rather. But I was trying to look on archive.org. And um, archive.org is not working tonight. Got to love that it. The, that's not the Wayback Machine, is Oh, it? it's offline tonight. Yeah, it's the Wayback Machine. It's offline now. Okay, that's good. Let me look on Twitter and see. Well, it- one, one, of, one of the uh, focus of 9-11 Foreknowledge, their website. Archive.org the- went down three minutes ago, just in time for the show. Oh, wow. Sorry, 49 minutes ago. Probably as soon as you tried to access it. It said the power went <laughs> no, out. No. To the power went out. Right. Sure, the lights went out. Yeah. They were focusing on one of the, since we're talking about did anybody die in the towers. Yeah. Okay. Um, 9-11 foreknowledge is sharply focused on the alleged death of the, uh, of Father, Father Mike, M-Y-C-H-A-L, Judge, Father Michael Judge. Michael Judge. He come to Judge. He was the chaplain, the gay priest chaplain. All right. For the for the FDNY, <laughs> right? 
And mm-hmm. so there are, are photos that were published. Remember, in the first week after 9-11, we were flooded. Simon Shack could go into this. We were flooded with pictures of firemen rescuing, you know. And one of the pictures is of these firemen carrying Father Judge out on a chair. It's the most stupid thing I've ever seen. And they claim he died, that he subsequently died. It's not clear whether he died of a heart attack <laughs> or, or in one of the towers or what, but it became a, main, a major narrative. Actually, the Father Michael Judge narrative, death narrative, was really used to kind of gaslight, I think, and control the firemen themselves because he was held up as a martyr victim the first fireman martyr victim of 9-11 was their chaplain. Right. I'm, I'm trying to find uh, it on Clues Forum. Okay. And, and M-Y-C-H-A-L, it's unusual first name, Judge, J-U-D-G. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I found it here. Oh, I see here. You're Michael Judge. Here we go. And images, images will show that classic. You know, it's like one of the, cla- you know, we all remember these classic, iconic pictures that they published of the firemen, and that's one of them. That's one of them. They're carrying him out in a chair, which makes no sense at all. And my question is, what are they carrying out? Another rubber dummy, or you think? And there was speculation that they, that they might have killed him, <laughs> right? Right, that, that oh, maybe, right, yeah. Yeah, there was some speculation over that. So, uh, what did anybody die in the towers on 9-11? Well, maybe one person did die of a heart attack. Father Michael Judge. <laughs> but I'm trying to find that real. I'm trying real hard here. Oh wait, here, that might be it. Oh hold on, I'm trying to find. It's too bad you can't see the screen. You eventually you're gonna get logged in because you got your new computer, you got your mic, but your mic can't hook up quite yet. But uh, I'm just trying to find it here. Doctor Michael Judge. Doctor Michael Judge. Or Father Michael. Judge. Father Michael Judge. By the way, yeah. Faco Tube is working tonight. That was a technical error. I uh, I got to stop updating uh, Faco too because every time it updates, it uh, it it breaks itself. So I'm not going to update it more than once a week. It's sort of just a nervous habit that I just keep updating it. But uh, that's a bad idea. Anyway, I can't find it on Clues Forum right now, but they did talk about it, so we won't uh, waste our time too much on that. Right. I posted the uh, Les Luther. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's more or less a promo video. Mm-hmm that he does um, in reply to the, what's the objective of all these fake wars? By the and way, I, guess I, I, posted I gotta log out. A, oh, my account's gonna be disabled in 177 days. So I guess I can't even look at fake, I can't look at Facebook without having a login, you see? That's the problem. No, no, not on Facebook, in the forum. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I figured, you know what I figured from, We'll go to the forum now instead of Facebook. I, yes, I mean, yes. I don't know. Okay, what, it, what it, section is I it? I really feel like the forum is better organized, but... Uh, it is. So is under 9-11? Yeah. Forum topic would be psyops and hoaxes, mm-hmm. and a particular, particular, uh, the particular topic under... What's, the, what's objective? the objective? Oh, here we go. fake wars. And if you page down, I'm down pretty far down. I replied... We got Jay Dyer in there too. I was just listening to Jay Dyer and Chris Kendall. Oh wow, that's an I, old one. I I posted it. Yeah, that's a great discussion they have because Chris Kendall really lays it out. 
Nice. When he talks about the continuum between movies, of course, Jay Dyer's an expert on esoteric Hollywood and movies. Um, but Chris Kendall's talking about how TV, you know, the, there's a continuum between the movies and the news. And these guys were saying, you know, it didn't start, it wasn't Tim Osmond that came up with this first, although this is a big point he raises, the idea that the uh, entertainment psyop complex prepares people for these news stories. And that is exactly what Chris Kendall was saying in this uh, podcast uh, together with uh, Jay Dyer. Okay, where did you find that one? Well, that's archived and I post. I have posted uh, a link to it. Uh, let's see. Okay, I found your uh, objective of fake wars post. That's up today. By the way, anyone right. can go to the Fakeologist forums, fakeologist.com forward slash forums too. You don't have to log in, but if you do log in, it'll keep track of where you were and you can do thanks. You know, give a give a thumbs up to a post and the person will get an email. Mm-hmm. Let's so see put if a, I can find it. I'll the put Chris a link Kendall is, uh, it was basically... An interview, Jay Dyer interviewing Chris Kendall. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I posted a link to it. I, that's actually when I did post on Facebook. Oh, that's on uh, Facebook. On, on the Fakeologist. But I may have also, po- I think I posted it in the forum as well. I'm just trying to remember where, what topic. Oh, uh, here it is. I found it. Right. Everybody I- should listen to that. Everybody should listen to that. I'm trying to bring it up here. It's on pod something. What is it called? Yeah, right. One of the pod. Exactly. Pod something. Why isn't it loading? Come on, man. Facebook's the (laughs) worst. So so you click on on the link and Facebook has to redirect you to... Right. I know. And then they stick a tag on the end of it behind a question mark, a tracking tag. (laughs) You You got to erase that. Whenever you copy links from Facebook... Erase everything after the question mark because it's just a, a tracking. Tag. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes, yes. Erase everything after. The, yeah, erase everything before the question mark. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, the point, the so point hard. made in that in that podcast, and that was done in, I don't know, maybe 2015, 2016. It's pretty old, right? I'm trying to I'm trying to get it here. Uh, is that 581? Uh, let me see if I can go over to... Uh, Hunker I down? I don't know. This it? Oh, yeah. This, these. this holiday season at Freedom Mobile, get a nationwide oh, unlimited plan commercial. on our flowing 5G network for just 34 get, bucks a month for 24... Jesus, I'm trying to play it there. See, I can't even get a plan. Man, these sites, they just bury the stuff so oh, you yeah. can't even get at it. This is why I yeah, hate Yeah, they make it... Impo- yeah. That's why everyone's got to just stick with fakeologists, support fakeologists, because we everything is right on the top here. Let me play, as I was saying before, let me play this this video of the brother of John Oganowski. Allegedly one of the pilots. Yes. But they, here's the trick, in case you don't understand. There was no brother. Jim is the person in the picture. The same guy. It's him. Is that recognizable from the photograph? It really is. There's like it's his older brother by I don't even know how many years. They're identical twins. Now, as far as I know, to be an identical twin, you got to be born at the same time, not years later. So these guys are identical. So it's a bit of a joke. 
It's kind of fun to watch the video because you know he's talking about himself, but he's trying to pretend he's talking about brother John. <laughs> so it's funny. And don't forget that the way PSYOPs work is every topic is emotional. They never talk about the facts. It's always emotional. How do you feel? How are you feeling today? They don't talk about facts. It's all emotion. This is what hooks, hooks people that's in. The, mm -hmm. That's the point that Chris Kendall is making in that uh, oh, yeah? podcast episode. Look at that. Timed uh, out. Timed out on Podbay. Podbay's down, for God's sakes. Is everything down tonight? Is the internet down? Is this the Great Reset? Are we in the middle of it? <laughs> see if I can go to Pod Bay. Yeah, Hoaxbusters Call, Conspiracy or Just Theory on what, Pod Bay. What's the episode, though? Uh, it's just called Jay Dyer's Esoteric Hollywood. Why don't I go to what with is Chris Kendall? Podcast and I can Addict. Send you I'm going to go to Podcast Addict, and I'm going to search for Chris Kendall. Because, you know, Podcast Addict... That's the program I use. That's the app I use on Android. And they save all the audios on their own site, which is crazy. I don't know how they have the capacity, honestly. Chris Kendall, Jay Dyer. So let's see if that's I... it. Kendall versus Dyer. No, that's not it. Chris Chris Dyer? <laughs> okay. Um, that's not any good. Um, Hoaxbusters call. Yeah, it's one of the Hoaxbusters Jay call. Dyer. Hoaxbusters. Oh, maybe Hoaxbusters is not on here. Okay, never mind. I'll just do a quick search for Hoaxbusters. Call J. Dyer. I'll just do a general search. Is that anywhere? Uh, let's see. Okay, back to Pod Bay. Sending me back. Should I, send, I, should I just email it quickly to you at I'm a fakeologist? Oh, yeah, with the file? Yeah. I got the link right here. Oh, yeah. It's the Podbay Podbay link. Let me see if I if you can get it. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. No subject. I think Podbay is gone for a dump. Podbay is not loading. Oh, you can't because I can get there. Uh, it's, this is Canada doing it to you. Oh yeah. What was the date? Uh wait a minute. I can give you that because that is interesting. The fact that they were so far ahead of it. I well, just sent it. Let's see if you... If, um, okay, let me, yeah, let, let, let me start playing the 9-11 uh, thing while I'm looking. Here we go. Right. My brother planted this peach orchard. My brother. And peach trees usually are productive for right around 20 years. It's always White emotional Farm bullshit. Drake it. This is about as far north as they grow. If we could golf and hit a golf ball straight, yeah. just over the wall is New Hampshire. Jim works the farm. Who had the vision for the farm? Oh, this was clearly my brother. His brother, John. My brother. The things that occurred that week. <laughs> yeah. They're dead ringers. Slow motion. John was the pilot on American well, Are they twins? Maybe 11. they're twins. He always had a dream of flying. Oh, that's the whole point. It's his older brother from years, he's years older oh, than him. That's, right. the, that's the joke. Passengers and crew on board. Of course, my brother went to work that morning. A flight from Boston to Los Angeles. And breaking news, right. the airplane hit the World Trade Center. Right. Jim was flying out of Logan that day, too. And as we're going to Logan, they get notified that all flights are canceled. We thought it was kind of strange. So I called back to my sister-in-law, and it was, as soon as I called her, she said it was John. It was John's last trip before 10 days off. This is remarkable. Of course, it has his birth date. And uh, September 11th on it. Yep. A picture of my brother. Yep. Right here, you can see the tractor. 
his favorite tractor, which is still right there. Ten days off for John to jump on his favorite tractor, to harvest the peaches, bring in the hay. Here's a boy, Mac. Jim and Max know just about every one of the farm's 120 acres. Where's your property go? Right up the tree line right. for this field. Yep. And every inch of Amazing. the Amazing, he knows wall. his own farm. This is over my head. <laughs> and John is right there with him. There's a reminder with us every day. Mm -hmm. My digital clock reminds me twice mm -hmm. a day, 9-11. Mm -hmm. 9-11, yeah, yeah, right? And right. So it'd be surprised how many times I see it. Yeah, every, twice a day you see week. it. The family resemblance is unmistakable, and the brotherly competition is undeniable. Who was the stronger <laughs> one? Oh, he was. Yeah? Yeah. I'd, I'd probably be more of the runt of the litter. Who was the, who was the quicker the, one? Uh, my brother John. Who was the smart one? Well, John being the older brother, uh, always a, a few years ahead of me in school, uh, he was, yeah, I'd have to say he was the smarter one, and I don't want to admit that. Jim was born after John. Well, that's the sad thing. I was younger than John. John yeah. was my older brother. Yeah. But very difficult Keep time Keep saying for it. Me Keep saying it, guys. When I became yeah. older than John. When you passed so, his... his... That, well, he died at age 50. Right. Um, and now I'm 63. Yeah. And now I'm older than my older brother. There's... Something's not right there. Yeah. Something's not right. Yeah. It just... It's, something's not right. Yeah. They, you say it, guys. See? I love... You know, when you, li when you listen to these things with our ears, everything is a joke. Everything they say is a joke. They're funny. Except, except this is a crime as well. This yeah. is fraud. This is terrible, yeah. terrible fraud what this guy's doing. And it's obvious they rewarded him for it with this farm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he got. I don't know if he had the farm before. I can't remember what he said, but hold on. It's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. The barn has reminders of John on that favorite tractor with his family working the farm. Images that bring fond memories. The only times that it's a real negative is when I see the Twin Towers. That, that's, a, that's a painful one. Have you been to... When are you going to see the Twin Towers? They're not there anymore. The, the memorial, have you been to New I, York? I got within half a mile of it and I couldn't go. For years, Jim would look into the fields, half expecting John to walk out. I talk to him all the time. You do? Oh, yeah. They're probably told not to go down there. They don't want anyone asking him any questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes if I'm going to do something the way he wouldn't have necessarily done it, I kind of just kind of glance up and and just shake my head a little bit <laughs> and he, i'm sure he communicates with you in a strange way too. oh you know those thunderstorms are rolling a little quicker than they've yeah. forecast day in i get up at 4 30 yeah. without an alarm clock i wake my wife up at six and then i'm up here for the rest of the day day out whether it's get ready to mow some hay or there's always something to do on the farm. He works and worries over the farm. The nutrient from this row of trees is being stolen by all those big maple trees. The farm is there. And that was my brother's dream home. And if you look at the stones for the stone on the side of the house and the chimneys, all the stones are from these fields. To remind him of his brother. He did a lot in 50 years. He did, oh yeah. Um, he had, he had a goal every day to accomplish something, and his goals today were his accomplishments tomorrow. And the tomorrow, is he talking about? there will be peaches to pick. There you go. Doesn't say a damn thing about him, does it, <laughs> really? But the picture is... A, a that, totally fictitious flight. 
Yeah. Flights 11 and 77 were totally fictitious. Yeah. They uh, didn't even exist on the BTS database. All right. What, what, this, what this bastard has done is so despicable. See, to me, yeah, we can laugh about it. It is funny. But at a certain, on a certain level, it's funny, but it's also kind of sickening when you think about it, isn't it? Because this guy, I don't know, does he have a wife? Does he have family? You're telling me the family doesn't know that this brother has been invented as a fiction? Of course they know. And that's really what we're talking about here. Yeah. That's how this stuff works. The uh, date of the Chris Kendall interview with Jay Dyer, was, it's post, it was posted here at December 10th, 2015. Okay. So uh, I, mailed you, I mailed you a link to it. I think it's that good and worth listening to because as I listened to it, I realized Chris was saying exactly what Tim Osmond is saying now. Back in 2015, about the continuum between movies and movies and entertainment, prepare people for these crazy news story, news psyops, these TV news psyops. Yeah, they put the idea in people's heads. So, yeah, it's not uh, coming up because Pod Bay is. Oh wait, here it is. Yeah, it should okay. come right up. Black screen kind Growth. Think about the media industrial complex. What would you say? Uh, I, I, I think that it is a. Um, I, I think it, it could be well uh, better understood as uh, as a weapon. Uh, I think it, it's it's a weapon that is uh, that used against the common person, and I think it's it's an integral part of living in the what what we call civilization. I think the it's part of our, you know, domestication process, which I talk about that on the Oaksbusters calls quite a bit. Yeah. Well, we were just talking earlier about global warming, and it was making me think about certain movies that I remember back in the late 80s and early 90s, I'd watch certain movies. And, and they that's would act- Jay Dyer and Chris Kendall? Okay, good on you. So how, why did you decide to listen to that? Did it just pop up or... I came across an old note that you posted in the forums where you were testing Telegram. You might have been testing Telegram or testing something. I thought, oh, I didn't know Chris. First of all, I listened to Jay Dyer quite a bit. I own his series uh, on uh, Carol Quigley's Tragedy and Hope and some other stuff. You know, so even though I have my own criticisms of Jay Dyer. I really think he does an excellent job in certain, you know, in certain fields, in certain areas, and particularly Hollywood. And this really, it was like bringing together the best of both worlds because you had Dyer's expertise in movies. I mean, he's seen just about every movie that's been made. And Chris Kendall's sort of down-to-earth understanding of how the movies are just preparation for what you see on the news. And uh, he gets into that in, in excruciating detail. So it's worth... It's worth listening to. Now, I, I have also posted in the forums, in the 9-11 uh, section, okay. a, uh, a more recent video of Sami al-Aryan. Now, I know some people think I'm getting obsessed with Sami al-Aryan. Yeah, here he is. This is good. But he was the Muslim who may have actually gotten George W. Bush into the White House. Because he was down there in Florida, where there's a significant Muslim voter population. 
Most of them were registered Democrats. But Sami al-Aryan went around with George W. Bush campaigning in Florida and nationally and with Laura Bush to get Muslims to vote for George W. Bush, even though most Muslims at that point were registered as Democrats. It may very well be that the margin by which George W. Bush was selected to be president over Al Gore, and we all remember the hanging chads and that whole conflict down there, over another disputed presidential election. Yeah, right down it to the may wire. Very, right, it may very well have been Sami al-Aryan who secured those extra few thousands of votes right. that got W over the line to become president. And then for Sami al-Aryan to come back after 9-11 and say, oh, it was all a mistake. It was a big mistake for me to campaign for George W. Bush. Boy, did I screw up. Boy, did I not know what I was doing. But to this day, to this day, Sami al-Aryan still loves the box cutters. And that's basically how I headline that entry. And uh, I posted a video there that I think is very interesting. Um, It's called Sami al-Aryan. Well, yeah, Sami al-Aryan still loving loving the box cutters. Where is that? I'm looking at Uh, ferocious assaults on freedom. Well, yeah, it it, 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 right. Oh, that's That's, the video. That's it. That's it right there. Should I play it? Um, we are yeah, in go the ahead. presence of Dr. Sami Alarian, uh, the virtual presence that is. I wish he were here with us, with his daughter and with his grandkids, and we're going to put them on the uh, on the on the camera for you. They're taking an important poll about soccer players. Uh, um, and so, there any nine eleven in this or no? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. He mentions it. He talks about the ferocious attacks of 9-11. Oh, and that's okay. it. Oh, yeah. He, his whole thing with 9-11 is, oh, they're punishing us Muslims for this. And we need to empower the Muslim community. And we need, in other words, he, he's totally on board with the whole official 9-11 narrative. Okay. He just thinks Muslims are being unjustly persecuted over it. But then he goes on. And did you notice, by the way, if you started looking at that video, yeah. you see the sign on the desk? Yeah, it says climate change is real. Right. That that really tells you all you need to know because undoubtedly Sami Al-Aryan, who, by the way, has quite an impressive list of academic credentials. He holds a doctorate in electrical engineering, computer science, which is what my master's is in that he got from North Carolina State University. So no one can say that he didn't know any better about controlled demolitions or the impossibility of a Boeing commercial jet smoothly disappearing into the steel-reinforced concrete facade of the South Tower like Casper the Friendly Ghost. This guy is an engineer. He's a very well-trained academic. He could have been one of my teachers when I was majoring in computer science. He knows. He knows what's going on. So the question is, why isn't he blowing the whistle on it? And in in the interview, sure he's in on it. And and in the and Kevin Barrett, uh, in the interview with Kevin Barrett, that we sort of uh, I don't know if we listened to any of that, but I posted a link to that uh, on the Facebook page. Um, Kevin Barrett uh, tries to get him to, you know, introduces the idea that maybe none of this happened. And Arian comes back and says, but what about 
this guy here? What about this guy from Kuwait who says, in other words, Arian actually starts defending the official narrative against Kevin Barrett. And what does Kevin Barrett do? He basically surrenders. And they spend the whole rest of the interview discussing how to empower the community. Empower the community. Sami Al-Aryan is a communitarian. And the Muslim Brotherhood, which he is a member of and which he represents, he's actually convened meetings of the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, the Muslim Brotherhood is fully on board with the communitarian project, the globalist communitarian project, just as much as the Zionists are. Sami Al-Aryan knows that this Gaza thing is fake, but he's going to get behind the official narrative that the Israelis have put out there, mm-hmm. that, that these bold fighters from Hamas flew in on hang gliders and, I don't know, motorized, I don't know, flying go-karts, whatever the hell they Fly, are. Flying glider, gliders, yeah, paragliders. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if you want to, you know, probably not now, but if people want to listen to that video, they probably should because it tells you how this guy guy's mind works and what his priorities are and he doesn't give a flying rat's ass about the truth about 9-11 and impact fundamental rights taken for granted including basic political freedoms civil liberties charitable giving privacy concerns freedom of thought the pro, uh, pro of a bygone era or empower dissident groups and when such suppression and persecution are perpetrated and sanctioned by government... He's reading the, something. Oh, yeah, he's reading a speech. I, let me tell you what that is. But, That's his, his acceptance speech upon receiving the Sacco and Vanzetti Award from this uh, progressive church, communitarian church-based organization who apparently thinks climate change is a major priority. And my guess is... Sami Aryan probably agrees with him about climate change as well, because it's pretty clear he didn't have any problem appearing in that video with that sign. So I, I don't want to spend too much time on this guy, but he gives us an insight into the role of the Muslim Brotherhood in this whole Gaza business. The Muslim Brotherhood headquartered in Qatar, Qatar, which is basically a United States military base. Um. Al-Udaid Air Force Base is located there. There's two huge U.S. military bases on Qatar. It is the headquarters of CENTCOM. Yes, yes. So isn't that nice? Both Hamas and United States CENTCOM share the same postage stamp size little sheikdom there, uh, Doha, uh, in uh, Qatar. Yeah, Qatar, yeah. As headquarters. They're both headquartered there. So what does that tell you about Hamas attacking Israel? Now, within the last few days, we've now been told that the Israelis had the entire plan of the attack over a year ago. That they knew over a year ago that this kind of attack was being planned. That's what we're being told. But apparently out of uh, arrogance or neglect, they failed to prepare for it. I don't think many people are going to buy that. I really don't. But of course, as soon as we observed that media people from CNN and the BBC and Thomson Reuters, which is owned by the Rothschilds, were embedded with Hamas 
during the attack, that was pretty much the dead giveaway that the media probably has organized this whole thing. That's probably what fake news Phil would say, that the, essentially it's the media that's organized. You know, the media together with military PSYOPs specialists. Oh, yeah, this organizes is PSYOP through and through. I just posted a link to U.S. Central Command in gut, Cutter, Gutter, Cutter. <laughs> so there you go. So I put that, I grabbed that link that you posted. Right, and i got to say this. We have um, one member in the Facebook group. Yeah. Who's uh, Hanan Bissar? He's very passionate about the, the plight of the Palestinians, and I understand that. Right. She she's, posted. She's a Muslim, and, I guess. No, she's not. Oh, she's not. No, she's not. No, oh, okay. Not. Even though she has a Muslim-sounding name. Oh, okay. Hanan, you know Hanan Bissar. Um, I don't know if she has it. I believe her. I believe she's half Swiss, half Lebanese, or oh, uh, she may have Palestinian in there somewhere, but. You know, she's American. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's here in America. Um, but uh, she posted a TikTok video, an mm -hmm. excellent TikTok video of a guy, on, I believe, on the West Bank, sitting back smoking a cigarette, reviewing this old guy, reviewing the history of Qatar since even before 9-11. And showing how Al Jazeera and Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood and Qatar and and United States are all working together to advance United States policy in the region. That they were all together on the invasion of Iraq. They've been all together on the attempt to destabilize the Assad regime in Syria. That government there. And they're probably behind this <laughs> this latest thing in Gaza. Yeah, very very instructive. Um, that's it's, a TikTok. It's that's a TikTok video she posted. Yeah, this is one of the. I'm pretty sure it was a TikTok video because it's that narrow format they have. Oh, is this and, Magdalene uh, Lockhart? No, yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's see if I can. Let's see if I can play it. Yeah, I. It, maybe I can play it. From Cape Town, South Africa. I'm Shakiraz. I'm a lone soldier. From no, 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 no. It's not Florida. that. Oh, no, okay. that's not it. That's not this it. This is it, colonialism, it, it, it says there. Yeah, I'll have to find it. It's basically, uh, it, it's titled something like What's Really Going On or The Real. But the guy says everything that needs to be said um, about the role of Qatar and how it's being used as a propaganda base. And how they consistently push the Muslim Brotherhood. Is this the worst acting Hamas propaganda videos? You posted this. This is on YouTube, it says here. Uh, I'd have to see the thread. Which one is that? Uh, no. No, 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 no. Okay. Hey, what this is, if you look at it, it's just a picture of an old, of an old guy sitting there. And he lights up a cigarette and he starts talking. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll find but, it. There's two Facebook There's two fakeologist Facebook groups, fake11.com forward slash Facebook and fake11.com forward slash Facebook two, and uh, there's two different ones. I'm not on either of them now because I'm off Facebook again. I might take another run at Facebook, but just know that I do. We just put it there as a joke, really. And um, tonight, if you go to fakeologist.com forward slash live. You'll see all our links. You're, we're on DLive. We're on, we should be on Twitter. I think we're on Twitter. 
Let's see if that comes up. Yeah, it says we're live now on Twitter. Oh, that's three years ago. Never mind. That's the wrong link. Oops. If we go to, uh, I have to fix that link. Um, YouTube. YouTube 2. Fake11.com forward slash YouTube 2. And Fake11.com forward slash, that should be YouTube 1. So I got to fix that link. So I got a few links to fix, but Fake11.com forward slash YouTube 1. That's what you can watch us on now. And of course, we're here, we have FakeOtube. It's working tonight. And the audio streams here. So this is why I send this link out. Fakeologist.com forward slash live. Because all the links are there. I'm not going to send out individual links because they're all on that page. And there's our calendar. And you can see our calendar for the week. Fully booked. And don't forget Sunday, Joseph Atwell from Caesar's Messiah for all you Christians that... Uh, I want to know what's going on. Uh-oh, I'm beeping again. You know what that is? That's me. That might be me. Was that you? No, somebody's calling in on the um, fake tube and I never did get that working. Oh, and, can we pick it up? Well, might I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> well, I wish I could, but I can't remember how to do it, so I'll have to mute uh, that. Complicated. Just I'm to pick I, up a call. I'm going to uh, mute it. Well, I haven't tested it. So there we go. Not Shock says, so does Lynn believe that elections are real? No. Okay, there we go. There's no, your answer. No, of course not. Yeah. And I had to mute the chat. That, that, that was an easy one. <laughs> that was an easy one. <laughs> well, do, would, Lynn, what do you think of um, William Cooper? What do you think of his take? Well, that- you know, I, I had a lot of skepticism about Bill Cooper, but at the same time, I really appreciated him for several things. Of course, Behold the Pale Horses is his original mm-hmm. work, and he was one of these individuals who was really into the sort of the, uh, I don't know. Mystery mythology. Babylon. Yeah, mystery. Ba- but for a long time, he was taken in by the... Uh, Secret technology stuff, alien technology, and he really believed that. And then he found out that he was being psyoped. Oh, right, yeah. Right, so he revised his position on that. Meanwhile, though, he was one of the first ones to predict that the U.S. was going to use Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda as as a pretext to launch a false flag operation. How the hell did he know that? Well, wait a minute now. We all knew that the that the Trade Center was going to be hit again. Right. I mean, the, the FBI staged the truck bombing there in 1993. And, you know, there, everybody thinks like it was it's predictive programming, you know, that the towers are going to be hit. Well, everybody thought, first of all, all the tenants left the towers after 1993. Right. And they, they couldn't went, anybody down. And they went off site. Right. Right. They weren't going to hang around there. And um, we were all talking about how ridiculous this Bin Laden business was because Bill Cooper said this. Uh, At the time, there had supposedly been bombings of our embassies in Africa. And there was an attack on the USS Cole, a Navy ship. Both of these, all of these events were attributed to Bin Laden and Al-Qaeda. Bill Clinton was president, and the word was that this Bin Laden and Al-Qaeda were on the FBI's most wanted list. I turn on CNN, and what do I see? Peter Bergen trekking up a mountainside to a cave to interview Osama Bin Laden. Right. And so everybody's joking about And Bill Cooper was saying, how stupid do they think we are? 
that CNN can send a reporter to interview this guy, but somehow they can't find him. He's obviously a stooge. He's being used as a false flag by the U.S. government, and they're going to use him for something. They're going to use him for something. Now, we didn't, I don't know if we said exactly an attack on the World Trade Center, but people knew that he was going to be used as a false flag. And then, after 9-11, I listened to an interview with a couple of British tourists who were hiking up in Tora Bora and were told by the locals, hey, right up the road there is the headquarters of Osama bin Laden. And they said, really, can we go up and look? They said, go ahead, but they won't let you get all that close. And this couple, these British tourists, went up there, and the place was surrounded by guys in... Afghan garb, but when they talked to them, they all had British accents because they were all British SAS officers. And they were bodyguarding Osama bin Laden. I'm going to say that again in case people miss it. These tourists encountered at the cave where Osama bin Laden was being interviewed a bodyguard composed of British SAS officers protecting him. So and so when Alex Jones, who may have been cribbing from Bill Cooper, also predicted that they were going to use bin Laden and al-Qaeda to stage some kind of false flag attack, it wasn't exactly rocket science to make that conclusion. What I really want to credit Bill Cooper for is exposing Alex Jones over the Y2K PSYOP. Right, yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, if you want to really know the character of Alex Jones, what a grifter he is, and what a fearmonger he is, and what a liar he is, just go, you, you can find that on archive.org, maybe we should list that as well, but it's, it's been played so many times. It's Bill Cooper exposing Alex Jones for Alex Jones' absolutely despicable conduct the night of the Y2K cutover, which I guess would have been like New Year's of uh, 2000. And uh, Cooper really, he... he uh, Before we get started... He I rakes Alex uh, Jones over the... Little discrepancy here. Apparently the other night, or within the last week, because I've been getting a lot of email about this, and I even received one telephone call. Apparently somebody called the Alex Jones broadcast and ask them, ask him why he didn't have me on the air, or ask him something about me. <coughs> Alex Jones said he had had me on the air once before, several years ago, and had to cut me off the air because of the foul language that I used. So on the air tonight, I'm going to tell you, Alex. I really like Bill Cooper. I know he might be controlled. He's military. He's but, dead now, allegedly. Allegedly dead, but man, he has some good shows. And I just posted one on FacoTube. Um, I just grabbed it off um, wherever I grabbed it from. I, I don't think the audio is as good as the original audio, but it's really talking about, okay, somebody put this link because Jim Rizzoli, who I listen to on BitChute sometimes, he, he's constantly saying it's the Jews, it's the Jews, it's the Jews. And they, you know... As much as I well, like Bill, 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 I just just interrupt here. Yeah, Bill Bill Cooper thinks it's thought it was the Freemasons. Well, he Pretty, calls it the, the British British Israelis. He called them okay, British Israelites. Yeah, right. yeah, it's really interesting, and uh, I I personally think Bill Cooper is more on the ball, more on. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think 
I think he's more right on this topic than most people because most no one is talking like this today that I can see out there, really. So that's why I listen to Bill Cooper's really old stuff. And this is stuff... Um, this episode number 864 is from... When is it? From May 1996. Man, we got to go far back. Almost 30 years, for goodness sake, to get well, good audio. he was doing audio. that on, on shortwave. Yeah. He was doing a short... It I'm just saying nobody app. is talking directly like Bill Cooper anymore. He's just... No, no. The, the name of his broadcast was The Hour of the Time. If, yeah. if you people want to look it up. No, I got it on imagine, Facebook tube here. Okay. Right. But I, I, for me, you know, and I, uh, like I said, I was kind of very lukewarm about Bill Cooper. I thought he was into this sort of, uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't like the uh, mystification of cheap gangsters, you know. Yeah, it gives them too him much power, huh? Yeah, right, it does. But I got to say, after Y2K, I really appreciated Bill Cooper for calling out Alex Jones for his absolutely outrageous conduct and fear-mongering over Y2K. So yeah, he, he uh, props to him for that. Now the the other thing that I've uh, posted on in the forum under right. race riot race riots twenty twenty right that was a we, that forum never got really big. I thought that was going to be much bigger. Right now, I don't even think it deserves its own forum. But I left it up anyway. It's hardly got any well, posts. But I guess we leave it up. I mean, as right, its own I posted forum. here on the, the George the Floyd hoax, yeah, death hoax. Um. Because I thought it was significant enough. Oh yeah, this is the biggest part of the race riots. This is the, this was the capstone event. And I have posted their links to the New York Post, and a reminder that the New York Post, America's oldest continuously published newspaper, yeah. the New York Post, uh, founded in 1801 by the first U.S. Secretary of the Treasury Alexander Hamilton, and a group of investors from the Federalist Party, which Hamilton led at the time. And if you look, I have featured links to the New York Post uh, April 20th of 2021. Derek Chauvin convicted in the Floyd case. Yeah. And Looks like the uh, guy from... Um, uh, who's the cuckoo guy from um, the Aurora shooting? It looks similar. The Holmes, J James Holmes. Yeah, the second one looks more like James Holmes. So here we go. I got the two uh, pictures side by side here. You can't see it. Oh, yeah, you can compare them, yeah. Hey, what bugged me about this was, well, of course, I mean, come on. Isn't it obvious? We went through this with when we were discussing Kanye West and his miserable failure to call out the George Floyd thing as a hoax. Yeah. Which he had to know. He had to know. But I've been posting all over Facebook and other sites these pictures of the two Derek Chauvins. And I've now taken the attitude that I'm polling to see which one people like better. Which actor, which actor playing the role of Derek Chauvin in the George Floyd death hoax movie do you like better? The young one or the old one, <laughs> right? Because they don't look anything alike. And there looks like there's about a 20-year age difference between them. And when I realized that the New York Post had both faces, both Derek Chauvin's, 
it, it struck me. There are people who work at the New York Post. Surely they must have noticed this. Surely they must have noticed that these two Derek Chauvins had different faces. A am I wrong? Yeah, they're pretty similar. It's hard to tell because this one has the mask. No, right. no. Come on. They don't look. Well, look, look at the one without the mask. I'm looking for it. I mean, I have many pictures there of. Uh, I think it would be better just to do a quick search of Derek Chauvin pictures. Yeah, yeah. Here's your do. Do an image search of Derek yeah. Chauvin in Google and see what comes up. Yeah, I use pre-search, presearch.com. Yeah, I see. These two right off the top look different. One of them looks like Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it struck me that it ain't rocket science. You know, certain truth. I say this again. This one, the ears are way down the head. They're, everything's terrible. And there's some side-by-side comparisons that I posted as well. Yeah. That you can look at. They don't look anything alike. Well, even the yeah, the 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 guy dressed up as the cop that looks different too. That looks like a superimposed head, by the way. Oh, you think it's been photoshopped? Yeah, the well, one. Here's the the one with the here's camera. The problem. The one but here's where, the yeah, problem. Yeah. The article that the New York Post published on this, now listen. Do you realize Derek Chauvin's appeal went all the way to the United States Supreme Court? Well, hold on. Didn't he just get stabbed? Uh, yeah, that's what they're claiming, and that's a whole nother... We can get into that in a minute. 22 times. Uh, I heard this on um, IPS. IPS is back, by the way, IPS.monster. And he was saying he's stabbed 22 times by someone in the Mexican mafia who's been in... Who the... happens to be Croatian. Oh, really? Someone yeah. in the Mexican mafia who happens to be Croatian. And, he was right. in, and he's been in jail for 22 years, so... And he's an FBI confidential informant. Who was about yeah. to get out in another year or two? So the numerology is off the charts, and it, it's just right. a joke. It, the, the whole thing is a clown show. But yeah. what makes it not clownish is that this case went all the way to the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. and that means those Supreme Court judges have to know that this is a scam as well. Yeah, isn't it, that that's the worst part about it? Isn't it that the that the people that we're supposed to trust are are hoaxing us? That's the worst part. Because they well, may, yeah. What does it take, really? The fact that those two faces are so different is, to me, is a self-evident truth that something is wrong with the narrative. Yeah. But why? Why isn't everybody else seeing that? What about the people who work at the New York Post? The picture of Chauvin that they published for the article on the Supreme Court's rejection of his case shows the old Derek Chauvin. But the picture that they post of him uh, having, you know, getting the guilty verdict in court has the young Derek Chauvin. And in terms of the one who got stabbed, I've seen both faces used. Dave so, J says the younger one has a Peterson-looking forehead. <laughs> I remember that. The Peterson right, and case. some of the some of the mug shots of the young one. It looked like maybe they were digitally altered, digitally morphed in some way. They don't look exact. They don't even even the young ones don't look exactly alike. The mug shots. Yeah, and Dave J says all these trials are hoaxes as well. All of this has been gone over several times already. 
Why is it keep popping up? Well, because this is Lynn's show and Lynn's bringing it back up. No, it, no, it's popping up because it's all over the mainstream media right now. That's because right. when you turn on talk radio, it's all they're talking about is poor Derek Chauvin got stabbed in the prison. And why couldn't they protect him? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, look, it's like 9-11. Why are we still talking about 9-11? Well, they staged an event in Gaza and they're calling it Israel's 9-11. That's why we're talking about 9-11. Why are we talking about Derek Chauvin? Well, because they're bringing it up. They're saying he got stabbed. That's true. That's and because, true. right, and why is the George Floyd stop important? Because millions of dollars in damage were done from rioting, looting, arson that took place throughout May and June of 2020 over this whole event. You're right. It's, it's, it's given to us. It's non-trivial. It is non-trivial. Right. Now, something like, something like um, the Charleston church shooting, that's kind of trivial. Something like the Roanoke television station shooting, that's super trivial. Although, one of the crisis actors involved in that got elected to the Virginia State Legislature based on that event on a, on a platform of gun control. So it's not as trivial as we thought. Uh, the uh, uh, Charlottesville event uh, that uh, well that that was that kicked off the the whole Biden Trump campaign, right? Yeah. Where they dragged Trump into this argument about you know Trump said well there's good people on both sides and and they claim some guy went crazy in his car and killed poor Heather Heyer, who it turns out they now they say died of a heart attack. It should have been trivial, although they, they brought out every right, every, you know, all the proud, that was where the Proud Boys made their debut, actually, at that Charlottesville event. So, yeah, everybody said, well, why are we talking about this? Why are we going down this rabbit hole? Well, they're the ones who are putting it out there. I really thought that they would let the George Floyd narrative die. I didn't think we'd ever hear of Derek Chauvin again once the trial was over. Yeah. By the way, I'm just looking. One of the great features of the forums is you can search for the person you're reading's a specific person's posts. So I can see what Lynn has posted lately. And by the way, Lynn, you got to try and get back into Sci Girl on your other browser because it's got it's it's got all your history. I don't. So try and log in the Sci Girl again instead. Yeah, of the the, mm -hmm. the Girl stuff features an exchange between me and might be Benoit or somebody on there. Yeah. About but, about M MMA, where I really defend the authenticity of the UFC. Yeah, but what I'm saying is try not to use your new login if you can. Try and use oh, the okay. side girl, because otherwise I'll have to merge them somehow, and I have to figure out how to do that. But yeah, try and okay. use side girl if you can. Cause that's, right, that was one on Safari. Where yeah, but it... it yeah, well, no, it's it should work. Just stick to one login for all browsers. You probably, if you don't uh, remember your password... They you wouldn't have... let me. They wouldn't let me. Oh, it should the work. The forum would not let me uh, register, would not let me log in under the Brave... Uh, I'll try it. I'll oh, try it. I'll I see, see what, what, what you're saying. Yeah, that's possible. I see what you're saying, yeah. Maybe the browser's giving errors. Um, one other post you did here was some places are total closed movie sets. So what do you got here? Oh, Louisiana. Yeah, I got that from a relative of mine. Oh, okay, go for it. Um, well, she and her husband are retired, they're my age, and they tour the country in an RV mm. as much as they can. 
because they want to see everything. And uh, they're traveling through Louisiana, and they hit the area that was used uh, as the set for the famous TV series, very popular, The Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which in this woke era would be considered really politically incorrect because there used to be all kinds of Confederate flags <laughs> around that series. I don't think I ever watched a complete episode of The Dukes of Hazard. Me neither. But um, my relative posted that that excerpt, uh, the commentary on how that whole parish is perfect for filming movies. How basically. That entire parish in Louisiana is perfect for for making movies. It's a closed movie set, and that that's sort of the theme, right? Yeah, yeah. Where I where I have that under psyops and hoaxes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Let me yes. see if I can find that because there were some interesting points about that. How I don't. I'm not even sure what the name of the. Oh, here we go. The Livingston right. Parish. Okay. Yeah, Livingston Parish. So what are we really talking about here? Now, I saw this happen in Baltimore because it became very expensive to film movies in California. Yeah, It used to be that most movies were made in Southern California. And, you know, for some reason, it became very expensive. I don't know whether it was because of local union scale wages or whatever. But one of the things you started to see happening in the 90s was uh, movies being made in other cities where they could hire locals much more cheaply than in Southern California. And Baltimore, of all places, became a favorite location for filming movies. And a number of movies were filmed right in downtown Baltimore. And it created real problems with the locals. Because when they would make this movie, they'd have to fence in the area. It would screw up traffic. If you lived in the neighborhood and were coming home, to your apartment, they wouldn't let you in because they didn't want you walking across that movie set. Wow, yeah. It created all kinds of issues. And you have to understand that when the movies come to town, everything stops and everybody works for the movie, right? I think there's even been a movie, a couple movies made about movies being made. I'm trying to remember one where they they come to a small New England town to make a movie, I think, about the American Revolution, and they're hiring the locals to get dressed up in these (laughs) colonial uniforms and costumes. and It's sort of a comedy. I can't even remember the name of it. I think Alan Alda was in it or somebody. But this idea, uh, or one of the best cases to observe, is uh, the, the epic blockbuster film Giant, starring Rock Hudson, Elizabeth Taylor, and at the peak of his career, James Dean. I hope everybody out there knows who James Dean yeah. was. It's called Giant. And they, Giant was uh, sort of this epic film that showed uh, 1956. These growing, Good Lord. Yeah. Very expensive. And basically about um, this region of Texas that originally was for cattle, and they discovered oil, and they became fantastically rich. And James Dean plays a sort of uh, oil roughneck who ends up becoming a millionaire and uh, is very vindictive and jealous because he was in love with Elizabeth Taylor, but she married the Rock Hudson character. Chris Rock Hudson, we know, was all gay and died of AIDS, but that's yeah, incident. That's beside. Oh, that's the story anyway, yeah, I guess. Right, but when they made this movie, the studio literally moved into this 
run-down, shitty town called Marfa, Texas. Marfa. M-A-R-F-A. And yeah. they took over the place. They took it over. And they hired all the locals as extras. And, you know, it's like East Palestine, Ohio. It's that kind of thing. <laughs> right? With white noise. Yeah, you yeah, hire the yeah. locals. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's important for people to look at this so they understand. Because even if you're only a lowly extra, sitting up in the in the Hippodrome for Ben, for the chariot race during Ben-Hur, the filming of Ben-Hur, you always sign a non-disclosure agreement. Ah, very good. Right. So to me, when I say these events are movies made for TV news, I mean that literally. I mean, all the same procedures are used. It's the same exact. An integrated capstone event is a movie made for TV news. Yes, yes. Exactly. Very good. That's very good. And uh, and and you can see how they get this cast of thousands. Yes, people who are willing to go along with the lie because they're part of the cast, even right. if they're only an extra. You know, even if they're only walking across this, walking across this, the set, the movie set at one point. And again, I come back to the classic film from 1976, Day of the Locust. Uh. One of the sequences in there, they show the filming of, and this is in the middle of the Great Depression when the country was really in bad shape. Yeah, you've mentioned this. So uh, people should watch that because at the very end, there's one of these premier events where they have the motorcade and the limousines and the stars come out. We've all seen this from Mm -hmm. the newsreels, Clark Gable and all them, Myrna Loy, and they all (laughs) right in their tuxedos. And um, is it the final scene? The, the final scene. It turns into a riot. <laughs> I think I got it. Right. But you gotta watch the whole movie. You gotta watch the whole movie. Okay. In one of the scenes, and this yeah. was to me very interesting. They're film. They're they they're doing one of these blockbuster epic films, like 1936-37, showing the Battle of Waterloo. It's a battle, and they've erected. And you know, on a movie set, different scenes are filmed immediately next to each other. Right? You got a battlefield here, you got the palace here, and you've got the woods here. You know, all the different scenes are right next to each other, and they had built this scaffolding. That was sort of a bunch of, you know, nailed together wood planks. And then they were going to cover it with turf to make it look like a hillside, right? And the troops would march up the hillside. Okay. But they hadn't completed it yet. And in the movie, you see a pile of signs that says, danger, danger, don't go near danger. But nobody put up the signs. They were negligent. (laughs) And so as this filming was going on, these... uh, uh, extras playing British soldiers with their bagpipes and all. They're marching up this fake hill and the thing collapses. And there's a terrible accident. And at the end of it, they're cleaning up and they're talking about, don't worry, the insurance company's going to cover this. How do we keep bad publicity from getting out? And one of the uh, producers, one of the Hollywood exec- the movie studio executives says, well, thank God nobody was killed. We just have a few broken legs, but don't worry. Once they get their insurance payoff, they'll keep quiet about it. 
Well, money talks. That's, yeah, that was important to me because it indicated that if you're making a really huge, complex movie production, accidents may occur. Yeah, people get hurt. Even potentially, yeah, even potentially fatal accidents. Yeah, yeah. And so, if you were going to hypothesize that maybe somebody died right. on 9-11, that would have been the only way that somebody died. Okay, I got it. That makes sense. Out of an accidental mishap. Of course, I've always contended that since they failed to remove the asbestos and toxic materials... Mm-hmm from the towers in the complex and then simply demolish them, saving millions of dollars, undoubtedly. But uh, they were built as props, so I, I'm not, I think that was another uh, conspiracy conspiracy thread for people to chew down on, I think. I think that's... Uh, well, awesome. you don't think anybody... You don't any any of the first responders probing around in the rubble of Building 7, the 47-story Salomon Brothers building that they took down 5.30 that evening. Also, without removing the asbestos, you don't think they were exposed to any toxics? But maybe no. first responders should be wearing uh, protective hazmat gear well, anyway, yeah, any, right? yeah, of course. Any fireman's going to be wearing a breathing apparatus, I would say, first. So so why did, why did EPA Administrator um, Christy Todd Whitman who had been the governor of New Jersey, and then W appointed her EPA administrator. Yeah, yeah. She announced that very day, don't worry, you can go in there, everything's safe. I mean, the next day, I think she said. Well, yeah, because it was just a controlled demolition site. I, I think I think when all the dust is settled, and, and who knows how much dust there was because there were military-grade smoke machines obscuring everything, so who knows exactly how much material. And And, and I contend and still contend that for the... The years in between ninety three and two thousand one, they were busy gutting the place. Whatever. So they may you you think they may have already removed the asbestos? Oh yes, yes, yes. I think the place was hollowed out over. What about the whole? What about the rest of the complex? Mm-hmm. Come a, on, the towers were not the only structures taken down. WTC six was taken down. Yeah. As I say, Building Seven alone was forty seven stories. Yes. That's huge. It was big. Yeah. And you're saying they prepped that as well? I would say for, say, for Yeah, I would say so, yeah. For sure. What how do you know that? I don't. I'm just it's pure speculation. Well, what that tells me then yeah. is that the thousands of New Yorkers who claim to be it's so many firemen and first responders that are claiming they're dying from these awful cancers. They're probably just getting paid got, for their acting gig. That's part of the payout. Wow. I know. Come on. Wow. You know all this. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. You know all this. Yeah. You know why I like that? Because I hate their guts because not a single one of them has spoken out about the controlled demolitions. Well, happening. why would they? Because non-disclosure all the way, baby. You right. you nailed so it. So not, not only are they malingers and fakers, but they're li- 9-11 liars as well. They're, yeah, just like the opening... Uh, Video of this uh, John Jim Flim Flam, the pilot of Flight 11. Yeah. yeah. They're like well, he's a star. Now, wait a minute. He, he's a star in the movie, but these first responders, they're part of the cast of thousands. Right? Yeah, I think so. What, well, whatever ones they brought forward to represent the group. They only have a few that did any of the talking, I would say. A lot of them were in the Nade Brothers film, but I don't think we heard from all 343. 
simulated uh, firemen that were there, for sure. Well, we're going to have to apply the same standard to both Lahaina and Gaza as well. I know. All right, Lynn. Well, I'm glad you uh, got your new computer. I'm glad you're on the forums. You're doing some good work. Anyone can log into the forums and read that. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on the Facebook, but I know Lynn is still there. But uh, between getting did you want up, me to? I, 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 you know, I didn't want to go ahead and kill those those groups because you know there's still people participating. There. All right, just leave it then. I just thought it'd be okay. easier to manage one group because to have two is twice the work sometimes. That was the only yeah, I, thought. But you can leave it. Well, I don't I just, care. There's a couple really good posters there. Some really good people. As some of them I don't agree with us at all, but it's good to have them there. Yeah, well, it gets you going. I mean, Chris Sky was activated this week where he's going off against oh, viruses. Oh, God. So, yeah, God. Uh, but Chris you know Sky. what? It made some good videos in in uh, contradiction to him that were posted. Like, these Outstanding. Two, I, I yeah, saw that. Yeah. These two guys, Mike Stone and Alex Zek. They do a great job at deconstructing the pseudoscience of virology. They really do. Exactly. They wouldn't have done it if Chris Sky didn't prompt them. So good on Chris exactly. Sky. Exactly. It's a whole devil's advocate thing. You know, you need, you we do. need to be in the fight. Yeah. You do need people challenging you. Otherwise, you're not going to say anything probably. So, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Lynn, for uh, joining in. And maybe you'll be on your new mic next week. That'll be good. We'll test that out. And um, thanks, everyone, for joining. Don't forget, fakeologist.com forward slash donate. This is value for value. Lynn, what did you think of the money that uh, No Agenda brought in last week? Did you listen to that? How do you, you know, you believe them? <laughs> I guess I do. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's a good question. But I, I know people do donate, for sure, because they donate here. But I'm talking about the numbers. They must have raised 50 grand in one week. It's unbelievable. Just for a yeah. gimmick. Yeah. But I'm glad yeah. because you know what? Trickle down effect and all that. If if people are willing to pay for that show, which is very mainstream, media deconstruction, and they claim they never pick sides and they don't really make uh, a position on the hoaxes and psyops. They don't want to wreck their audience. I get that. They, they stay safely within the guardrails. Oh, way yeah. Sort of Hang around the edges. So. I think that's how they keep their audience. If they talk like me, they'd only have 50 people listening, not 2,000. Right. I think you're right. Remember, we're after quality, not quantity anyway. Well, we're not doing it for the money. I know they are. I, I'm encouraged, though, because it shows the value for value models. Working as the old-style media falls apart. Dies. Yeah, it yeah. dies. So it's really great news that they're doing well. So thanks, everyone, for donating. Nobody donated this week, but... Maybe somebody will, and uh, I appreciate it. So, Lynn, thanks a lot. Fake Nukes Phil will be on tomorrow, so we're going to go through his 100 videos that he's posted in the last two weeks. He's doing great work. I'll be listening. Go All right. Watching. Thank you, Lynn. Appreciate And we'll talk to you next week. There goes Lynn Ertel. The Lynn Ertel Show is now over. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow with Fake Nukes Phil. God willing. Take care. Good night. Thank you.